become a change maker in the health industry today. Enroll for the Functional Nutrition course and become an internationally recognized expert on the vitalistic philosophy of food and nutrition with our friends at the Functional Nutritional Academy. Register now and receive a six-week bonus accreditation course providing you with the business tools to start and grow your own business and get a whopping $1,000 discount. So don't delay. Start your healthcare career today at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. That's thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. This edition of 100 Not Out is proudly brought to you by our 2018 longevity experience to the Greek island of Ikaria. Known as the island where people forget to die, Ikarians experience 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, and 20% less heart disease, and live longer than anyone else on the planet. To find out why this is and experience Ikaria for yourself, come join myself, Damien Christoph, and an intimate group of like-minded souls for an all-inclusive 9-night, 10-day life-changing immersion. Watch the highlights video, get all of your info, and apply on over at 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legendary co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the one that introduced me to great coffee, good wine, but I can't put him in for chocolate. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> Hello, legend. Uh, you know, the chocolate that you like, I don't really like. No, we're not going to mention brands because I love the chocolate that I love and I don't want them even spoken about in a, in a light of uh, someone that doesn't like it. So, um, we're not yeah, even no, going to go there. But, yeah, no, uh, won't, we but both like lint. We both like lint. So well, we'll we're not mentioning brands. So yeah, well, we, we could um, happily say you both like lint. No, we well, don't want to talk about brands unless they sponsor us. Maybe lint does want to sponsor us. But anyway, um, I, it's, I think this is a really interesting thing that we're about to talk about. I know after the last podcast, you shared with me what you wanted to talk about with this one. I thought, yeah, this is a great idea. Um, I love my coffee and I really enjoy a glass of red wine. And uh, I do enjoy chocolate. Does that make me a bad person, Marcus Pierce? Well, this is the question, Damo. This is this is a great, great question that you ask. It, definitely not a bad person. I think we can all vouch for that. Hopefully, enough people have enough common sense that it doesn't make you a bad person. But it's a very important but. It is my view that coffee, wine, and chocolate are the most guilt-ridden foods in the human diet, and. The more chocolate I eat, the more coffee I consume, and the more good wine I drink, coupled with the more research I do, the more longevity experiences we run, the more people we interview, and the more life we live, coffee, wine, and chocolate seem to be a part of so many, and I don't think I can identify one that doesn't. So many people that live a great long life either have all three, one, or two of them. But I still haven't met someone that is into zero of them. And I think it's important that we bring it up on this episode. Coffee, wine, and chocolate, is it worth avoiding? Because I I definitely don't think it is. Again, I'd come back to the question of why 
why are you avoiding it or why are you drinking it or eating it? This is the thing, right? So is it because you've got an intolerance to it that you're avoiding it? If that's the case, then it makes sense to avoid it, right? Don't punish yourself and put yourself through stress and all that sort of stuff because you really want to have it, but you know it's not really actually helping your body out. Then, you, you know, that, that provides a reason. If you wanted to live a long time um, and your body can handle it, in other words, you, you're not having a massive reaction to it and it's not really, you know, nailing you, nailing you then maybe, you know, making space for something of one of life's pleasures um, is not a bad thing to do. Um, and if we consider our great mate Charles Euster, uh, in the terms late of, great Charlie boy, yeah, right. You look at uh, you look at his diet. You look at you look at um, many of the diets of of the oldies. Look at the, the diet of my grandfather, who's about to turn ninety nine. Um, <laughs> you look at that, and you kind of go, well, is it diet alone? We, we, we've we've spoken about this a lot. Is it diet alone that's going to help us live a long time? Obviously not. Um, is it happiness is going to help us live a long time? Yes. Do we need to avoid certain types of diseases? Yes, but you don't run from them, run towards health. So run, don't need to run away from disease, run towards health. So it, it probably puts a bit of context around it and a bit of, you know, before you add the content, you kind of got to ask yourself the question, why do I have to avoid this stuff? What What is it that makes you feel like you are uh, uh, naughty or bad if you drink a cup of coffee? Does it make me um, incongruent if I drink a glass of wine? Does it make me, as in Damien Christoph, incongruent if I have a cup of coffee? Does it make me incongruent if I enjoy eating chocolate from time to time? Is it incongruent because I'm a foodie and I, and I speak about food and nutrition? This is, the, this is the wonderful thing, right? You're an empowered individual. There's a few others that I love to see uh, them share their food journeys. One is Tim Robards because I think he's empowered about his food. Joe Witten's 100%. empowered. Cindy O'Meara yes. is empowered. Yeah. Um, I definitely think Pete Evans is empowered about his food. He doesn't. I 100%. said in a talk the other night, whether you love him or hate him, the thing about Pete Evans is he doesn't go to sleep at night wondering um, or losing sleep over people that don't agree with his food choices. He loves what he eats and he's happy with it. And I think that's the number one factor in all of this is that so many of us are – uh, for want of a better term, we are disempowered around our food because we're comparing ourselves to so many other people that we're no longer sure if chocolate is, if we should be having it or not. We're seeing so many different conflicting reports in the media about wine being good for you and the next day it's bad for you and chocolate's good for you, the next day it's bad for you and it's got to be a certain color and a certain darkness and a certain percentage of, you know, cocoa or cacao or cacao or Thea Brahma or whatever you want to call it. And <laughs> when it comes to coffee, well, it's like, is it single origin? Where does it come from? Is it roasted? How is yes. it roasted? All the rest yes. of it. And 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 I just saw an article on uh, 9.com.au and it said, the headline is, why is red wine healthy one day, then unhealthy the next? And the answer, according to the journalist, Aaron Vandermeer, is because nutrition science is really, really complicated. And my initial response to that is BS, 
<laughs> it is not complicated. We have just no. decided to make it complicated because complexity is the enemy of progress. That's right. Complexity is the enemy of progress. So the more complicated we can make nutrition seem for the masses, the harder it is for them to progress, which means it's easier for them to stay in the safe bubble of um, buying that wine or that chocolate or that coffee. And even if they're guilty about it, it's too difficult. It's too complex to work out of it. So let's just keep everyone relatively disempowered. And I'm not trying to be... Um, it's not what's the word that starts with C. I'm not trying it's to be. Very, it's not conspiracy. conspiracy. It's it's human behaviour. It's just understanding how we roll. When something's too hard, we don't bother because it's too hard. Um, and we've made food so hard that people feel paralysed. Or I think it's something like 97 percent of people aren't motivated to change their food. And most of the answers are when they go, "Why?" Because it's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've, well, I think we've actually made we've actually made health a bit too hard, haven't we? Like, where do people go to know what's actually healthy, truly healthy, and what's good for them? Because it's so confusing these days. It's a it's a bit of a minefield. So, what 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 do you reckon in terms of you know what, what's your radar? I mean, I've just shared my little radar rant about you know not just coffee, wine, and chocolate, but any kind of study done on a food to tell us how good it is, whether it's turmeric or ginger or lemons or mangoes. Like, what's your view in terms of research around certain foods or drinks or whatever it is? Uh, I think the key thing to keep in mind is that the more and more processed something becomes, the closer it becomes to being a drug. Now, this is really important to acknowledge because sugar that's found in an apple, for example, is different to the refined sugar that you would find in apple juice concentrate, which is different to the sugar that you'd find if you crystallize that um, apple juice concentrate um, and then ended up with some kind of sucrose derivative um, much the same as what you get with table sugar. So the further and further you process it the and the more you strip from it, the harder it is for the body to actually recognize it in its true form and in fact then it becomes more like information and it dictates and determines the way in which the body should respond. In other words, it provides some degree of instruction to the body um, to you know, stop something from happening or to release and trigger something else to occur. Now, in the the state of play as it is when you consume whole food, there's so much information and so much, um, so many different ingredients to a whole food product that you can't just go and recreate it. The sum of the parts is not equal to the whole, in other words. And so you, when you're eating whole food, there's a different response to the body rather than if you just ate all of the ingredients of that particular whole food. So if you stripped out, um, you know, this is the perfect example, if you eat a piece of steak versus you're drinking whey protein powder, um, th- there's a very different response. Yes, they're both considered to be rich in protein. A steak's only 25% protein. Whey protein powder is 100% protein. So you kind of go, well, is there a difference? Is there a load on the kidneys? Is there a load on the body? Is there a response by the system? Well, wh- why would can- why would meat um, contain so much other stuff? Well, there's fat in there. There's um, water in there from a hydration perspective. There's cell structure. Um, there's what's inside the cell structure. There's, there's a whole lot of other stuff that actually is part of the meat. There's as intelligence, to, which is... There's, yeah, there's intelligence, which is an organization. So there's, there's all of that. So I think if, if we look at studies, and the reason why I think that um, this reporter might have said that nutritional science is so complicated and so complex is because 
the more we look at a reductionist view of what nutrition actually is and what good food really is for us, the more we reduce it to its the sum of its parts. Like, for example, if they look at the Italian, um, the success of the Italians in living a long time, what's that little island? It's not Sardinia. Sardinia. No, it's oh. not Sardinia. It's oh, another, the other one. Oh, Acciaroli? Yeah, Acciaroli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at Acciaroli, they're saying it's because of the rosemary. Yeah. Well, I call yes. BS on that. Right? It's just because of the rosemary. So, you know. If you hate your fun. life, you don't exercise, you got no money, you got no friends, as long as you have the rosemary, yeah, you'll live right. a long time. It's the same as drinking kale smoothie sitting in the corner with no mates. Like, it's just it's just not the way it's going to happen. Seriously, like, head on heart, I used to do that with quinoa. <laughs> I would take quinoa and parsley to my mates for a Bucks weekend and have that whilst they all had pizzas. And, yeah. uh, you know. And they'd be like, what yeah. are you doing? And I really, it's a good question. Yeah, I'm detoxing. I'm being vegan. I'm not killing animals. Anyway, anyway, I'll probably offend a few people shortly. So keep on rolling, Damo. Yeah. So anyway, so the, the further reduced we make our research, the more complicated it's going to get because you're ignoring interaction. The thing is that when you reduce things, you make them more potent, more powerful. Uh, so sugar is very, very powerful in the body if it's refined, if it's actually part of the food, it's not as um, as powerful, it's not as um, persuading on the body. So if you, if you look at fruit sugar, not fructose, but fruit sugar, which is in fact fructose, but it's not fructose extract. It's not it, just one thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you look at the whole of the, of the food, it has a very, very different response to the individual parts of the food. And, uh, and, and you know, as, as I was saying before, if you reduce it and make it smaller, it becomes more powerful, that's exactly what a drug is. If you ate a whole willow bark tree, if you ate a whole willow tree, <laughs> you wouldn't have the same pain-relieving effect that the concentration of the chemicals from the willow bark tree would provide in aspirin, for example. If you went and touched a foxglove flower and you smelt it, you wouldn't have the same effect on your body as the very powerful drug uh, digoxin would have in terms of opening up the uh, the constriction of your heart vessels or your blood vessels um, from the concentration of the chemical digoxin that comes from digitalis, which is the foxglove flower, which is beautiful wow. all the way through. That's a wild flower, the old foxglove, and that's uh, at that's the it. forefront it's- of digoxin. It is digoxin. This is the thing, right? And then it, it, and it, it's the same to be said for turmeric. You know, the more and more we refine turmeric and we, and we, we get very, very powerful, potent strains of turmeric um, and we look at, you know, farmed turmeric and farmed ginger and all that sort of stuff in order to maximize the Genetically engineered, hybridized, superfood yeah. turmeric. The chemical, yeah, excipient that is the powerful component. Let's say, for example, we, we're looking to decrease inflammation. If the only reason why we consume turmeric is to decrease inflammation, then we're taking it for a drug. If we're eating, you know, if we're eating turmeric because it's healthy, it, we may get an, infl- an anti-inflammatory um, response from that. But if it's part of the food that we eat, it's different as opposed to the powdered, concentrated form um, of turmeric. So the more reduced it is the more reductionist we live the more complicated it becomes and the more powerful it is and that's when we start to eat drugs as opposed to eating food gee that's good that one liner which i've just typed out i'm just looking at it over and over again is this it comes straight from your wise mouth the more and more processed the food becomes the closer it is to a drug so when i think of this with coffee wine and chocolate i know people that have a what i call a why bother coffee and that's their little espresso. But I understand on a health level that it's the probably, would that be the least processed 
version of coffee. Just that short black or whatever it is. Yeah, short black. Yeah, it's just a press, isn't it? It's just been poured out, you know. Right. So that's that's as, as good as it gets unless you're chewing the coffee beans. So then I have an almond latte. <laughs> yeah. You know, my sister and my mum once stayed up having chocolate-covered coffee beans, not kind of realising what they were doing. And then they had a girl's <laughs> night and they're going to get asleep messaging each other at three in the morning, pinging <laughs> their eyes that? out. <laughs> um, anyway, so so then if I have an almond latte. Olivia. Yeah, it's Olivia, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, if uh, if I have an almond latte, then that is obviously more processed, right? Closer to a drug. It's the it's the it's a shot, maybe two shots of coffee with almond milk. Now again, it's almond milk. It's not it's not frigging whatever, right? But that's where we're just going here. If you, more pro. If we look at chocolate, um, say a, a, a raw, um, unprocessed. Well, not unprocessed. That's not the right word. But let's just say you had uh, raw chocolate, which was just cacao butter, cacao powder, um, and uh, probably going to have some sweetener in it. Versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or rice, rice malt, malt syrup, syrup. <laughs> or agave, or some crap like that. Anyway, so <laughs> we're becoming so. Um, what's the word? What cynical. Is, what? <laughs> cynical. We have got a little bit cynical. There's a very cynical video that uh, oh. Kale put up on Facebook the other day, which how, I thought was hilarious. How good was that? Was that the oh, detox oh. one? Yeah, the detox <laughs> one. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I suppose oh, if you're in that phase, the, the early phase of wellness, and you're kind of just going, you're coming into wellness, and you're going, wow, this whole new world of wellness is so amazing. Like if you're still in that phase, then you Gotta might be offended Kale by Kale. No, but have a look at it. He'll cut out the learning curve. You won't have to yes. go through that phase because you'll yeah, learn. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so the, the, what it is is it's like a time machine. It will fast forward you six years of pain. Yeah. Um, and so that you can – not that detoxing isn't good for you it's, to do, but it's not something that you need to do. How you communicate and, and, and how you communicate it to others. Yeah, And exactly. uh, your ability to, to uh, get along with other people and – be a part of society at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. And then, so we were talking about coffee. Now we're going to talk about chocolate. So I think what you were talking about, well, what I was thinking about when you were saying it is like if I think of, say, a highly processed supermarket chocolate that's been flavoured with little mint crunches or raspberry pieces or honeycomb or whatever, which is delicious, but that is more drug-like because you can have a whole block of it quite easily because it's it is, more addictive, isn't it's it? addictive, right? Whereas if you do have that whole, you know, I call it, it's a bit boring, but if you have raw, uh, plain, you know, just with a bit of sweeter, sweetener chocolate, you're not necessarily going to have the whole block because it doesn't have the same addictive um, uh, ingredients or elements into it. Then if I think of, of um, alcohol, you know, you think of you think of like uh, I used to be called Stolly Boy when I was at school because that was I never liked beer and so I had Stollies, you know, Stolic uh, Ruskies. I had Ruskies. Um, <laughs> that my first email address was Stollyboy at hotmail because I was I didn't have beer. I didn't have I didn't, I didn't even like Stollies. vodka or UDLs. I just had Stollies. But well, really, Stolly was vodka. Yeah, I know, but I didn't have the 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 UDLs. They, they were too vodkary. The UDLs for me. The Stollies oh, okay. tasted like lemonade, yeah, or like lift, like yeah. lift. Um, but it was because it would had so much chemicals in it that it was drug like. It was addictive. You could have a lot of it, and you'd yeah, get wasted. But ten, ten easier. Hundred percent, right? But it was because it had addictive, uh, obviously, chemicals in it. Whereas if you look at say a um, a red wine that is processed well. 
um, or even spirits that are processed well. Like even if even if it is, I remember at wellness summits, people would ask the speakers about their drinking, like what they would drink, and a lot of the answers were if they were having spirits, they would have it um, neat, like whether it was whiskey or even if it was vodka, maybe with gin and lime. I think maybe Cindy was saying she had a vodka dry lime or or what's a gin gin and tonic, right? Which is a relatively um, unprocessed. Um, alcohol, you're not. It doesn't have the same things in it that make you want to have more and more and more. If that makes sense. Well, that's kind of my interpretation on what you're saying. It's the more whole food version um, of the beer, wine, chocolate, alcohol, whatever you want to talk about it. You're, yeah. you're more likely to have less of it the closer it is to its original space. Yeah. And yeah, you talk absolutely. about that with apples and apples and um and uh, and, apples and, and chips. chips. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's one of the things that I do like to talk about is, uh, is does your food contain information or does it contain intelligence and information? Like everything you eat is going to be have some degree of information. It's like looking at a book. Um, the book contains information, but it's not converted to anything usable mm. until something with intelligence um, activates it. And it's the same. Like it does, does the food that you eat, um, have intelligence enough to tell you to stop eating it or does the food that you eat only have information that you need to be able to decipher can you understand the language of the food that you're consuming um, is it telling you to behave in a particular way is it telling you to store weight is it telling you to um, get tired is it telling you to go to sleep is it telling you to you know lose muscle mass what's what's the food telling you to do and and the only other intelligence that I'd, I'd like to you know finish my little rant on this is that the talk about nutrition and science being more complicated than ever is because the major intelligence, which I think a lot of these research studies ignore, and, and it's not ignore, it's just very hard to actually deliver on, is the social intelligence. If you are socially hanging around wonderful people um, that that don't buy into the idea of, of getting absolutely smashed every Saturday night, you're not going to be having such a, an addictive type um Lifestyle. I know in, in the younger years that we're obviously transver- tra- traversing our way through that adventure, but the, the peer group that you surround yourself with is a massive factor on um, how much you either abuse or respect the choices that you make. So if you go to parties or social gatherings where you've got more responsible drinkers than irresponsible drinkers, chances are... Uh, you'll actually end the night a bit more uh, with a bit more dignity um, than if the if the if it's skewed the other way because we become who we hang around both ways good and bad and the more time we spend around um, uh, disempowered people or people that are uh, more likely to push the barrel um, the harder it is to I suppose do what we're talking about here so I just think that's one form of yeah. intelligence that is is probably you know the most important as we've already mentioned um, a number of times in this episode. I love it. I love it. Ah, well, uh, good. So, more uh, chocolate wine and um, <laughs> uh, I don't know about if it's going to be more, but I think we're just going to drop it. You know, just drop the stress associated with it. You know, but the demonizing of sugar, the demonizing of fat um, makes people very, very scared. And really, when it comes back to it, we've got to stop running away from disease. We've got to stop running away from consequence and running towards health. If we run towards health with enthusiasm, we're running in the right direction. If we're we're trying to, you know, save ourselves from getting diabetes or save ourselves from getting heart disease or save ourselves from, um, you know, getting fat, whatever it is. Like if it's one of those things that we're running away from, then we're not necessarily running towards health. And uh, and so it, it's you're way better 
off eating good food and being conscious of what's actually going to your mouth rather than actually trying to count the ingredients or count the um, pieces of information that go into your system um, that are determining your outcome. I just um, just got a little plug to our fellow Wellness Couch podcasts here up for a chat because I listened to episode 248 yesterday and that was um it was a QA session and one of their listeners sent in pretty much their last two episodes have been from listeners saying i've done all the right things like nutritionally but xyz struggle has come up one was i had a miscarriage at 11 weeks and i'd been pretty much cleansing and preparing myself for a year to have this wonderful pregnancy and then i think she'd also started a blog kind of sharing her preconception health journey and then she felt incongruent because it had kind of all gone pear-shaped and the girls were saying, no, 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 it hasn't gone pear-shaped. It might feel like it has but this is all part of your journey. You don't just want to share the good stuff. You know, the respect you get is actually when you share that it's more than just the food that you eat or the way that you, you know, prepare your body and the rest of it. Um, so, for people that want... What if there's the, something wrong with the cell? That's right. 100%, right? And so... Um, so the last two episodes, episode 247 and 248 of Up for a Chat, go to thewellnesscouch.com and, um, and check those out. If you, if you want the deep and meaningful version of what Damo and I have been talking about today, then you'll definitely love the chats that the, um, Cindy, Kim and Karen get up to on Up for a Chat. You might also, if you get sneaky, you might also find some interviews featuring Damo and I on there too, which are some of the most highly downloaded episodes. So it's um, absolutely yeah. the most, the most. Um, but That's then if you're also interested in this, I mean, just Google, Google coffee longevity, uh, chocolate longevity, wine longevity. You will find so many centenarians. You know, I'm just reading about Eunice Modlin from Indiana credits chocolate with her 101 years, two pieces a day. Um, you know, she's always had a bit of chocolate. I just think that you, if you really want to appreciate it, just Google it, look for real life individuals, do that type of research rather than getting into the complicated research, as some people call it, um, around nutrition because you're not going to feel empowered by getting caught in the complexity um, of, of more and more research or more and more studies, I should say. Love it. Love it. Keep cool. it simple. Thanks for your wisdom as always, great man. Now, if you love this type of chat, then we have these types of chats and a whole lot more in Ikaria. Uh, find out more about our 2018 longevity experience on the island where people forget to die. That is the Greek island of Ikaria. We are returning after our inaugural tour of 2016. We're back for a 10-day experience, June 25 to July 4. Apply before this uh, experience sells out. Go to 100notout.com for all the information. Damo, as always, thanks again for your wisdom. Listeners, to find out more about Damo, go to damienchristoff.com. For myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Remember, we'd love your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, A five-star rating in the iTunes store allows the entire world to um, uh, be exposed to the 100 not out message. And as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of 100 Not Out. Now, if you love this episode and you love longevity, then you are invited to join Damien and I at our 2018 Longevity Experience on the Greek island of Ikaria. This is a nine-night, ten-day, all-inclusive immersion based at Thayer's Inn and Restaurant, TripAdvisor's number one place to be in Ikaria. Together, we'll be living the Icarian lifestyle, eating, moving, dancing, socializing, learning, and a whole lot more. This is a lifestyle that has 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease, and the highest count of centenarians per capita 
in the world. They don't call it the island where people forget to die for nothing. To find out more and to apply, go to www.100notout.com. Applications are processed on a first-in, first-served basis, so even if you aren't 100% sure, your best bet is to fill out the application form. It is completely free to apply and only takes two minutes. We would love to have you there, so head over to 100notout.com for all the info. Until next week, thanks again for your support and may the rest of your life be the best of your life. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.